Live from SpinWeb in Indianapolis, Indiana, this is Spin Radio, the digital marketing podcast for marketing directors and business leaders. I'm Michael Reynolds. And I'm Abby Stern. And we're your host today. Happy New Year. Happy 2017. It is January. Nice. Brand new year. We are excited. We are and excited. we are your host today. We're glad you've joined us, as always. And Amy Metherill is tweeting for us today. Amy is going to tweet show notes. And as always, Abby is dancing. First first Spin Radio dance of the year. Snapchatting. <laughs> being Snapchatted. Uh, being snapped, I guess you say it? Yes. You don't say Snapchatted, right? You say snapped? Yes. Okay, I just had to make sure I knew what the kids were saying. Good job. And as I said before, Amy is tweeting for us today. She'll tweet out show notes, uh, links to articles we reference, and all the stuff we reference today. So you can follow along if you want. On Twitter. On Twitter, yes. <laughs> if you're still on Twitter, that is. You should One be. of the three people still on Twitter. And if you're not on Twitter, you could also <laughs> Just email kidding. us at radio at spinweb.net. And we'll take care of answering your questions at the end of the show today. You, I will manage the emails since I've got it open. Um, but you can send us your questions, your comments, any feedback you have, or any ideas for a future episode. And we'll take that into consideration. Again, that's radio at I am just mesmerized by your phone right now because the Snapchat filter you have open is just like a disco party. It's like it just like (laughs) it's the coolest thing ever. You can put sunglasses on yourself virtually Uh and do like a disco party. Yeah. Okay, now I'm sold on Snapchat. That right there is the turning point for me. I am now going to snap because that's amazing. Nathan Nathan is also running soundboard today. Thank you, Nathan. He's also doing a disco party of his own over there. Uh, so thank you, Nathan, for that. And we're excited. So welcome again. 2017 has rolled over. Brand new year. First episode of the year. We made a few tweaks to the show. A few minor things, really. Nothing major. Minor. Uh, we like to, yeah, minor things. We like to just kind of reinvent a couple things. Uh, not really reinvent, just refine a couple things every time we have a new year for the show. You should which we're in year three be, now. Right. So oh, are you? we're in year three. Yeah. What? We've been doing this for over two years. We started in 2015, uh, January 2015, and we broadcast it every week like clockwork, uh, minus holidays. Holidays and like really bad sick kids days. And bad sick kids days, yes. (laughs) The occasional like unforeseen event. But uh, yeah, yeah, so in year three. So thanks to everyone who stuck with us. Thanks, new listeners. Uh, We are going to tweak the format a little bit. We're going to keep the same general agenda, uh, but we are going to shorten the show length to 30 minutes. We're going to tighten it up a little bit. Um, see if that helps people uh, kind of consume our show a little bit easier, maybe on commutes and not have to, you know, commit to a whole hour. And uh, we're also going to be a little better about bringing in guests once a month or so on the show. So that's really the main things we're going to we're going to tweak a little bit. Yeah. So stay tuned because we will announce um, our guests at, before they come. Obviously, we'll give you some background on them and um, as well as, you know, provide you some really good Solid digital marketing information. Solid, not liquid, but solid. Solid. Solid digital marketing. <laughs> liquid can turn into a solid. <laughs> I suppose. And this is taking me back to like high school science class. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know what's so happening. So we do have a great show today. We do have a great show today. Our show today is on how to manage remote marketing teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, uh, I forgot who came up with this topic. It was, it was Allison. It was either you, you or Allison. Me, Allison, somebody. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we thought uh, it'd be a great topic for today because we work with a lot of clients who are um, kind of embracing the concept of working remotely and expanding marketing teams with remote uh, workers. So uh, really good. We talk about this in some form or another all the time because we're right. a row company and a lot of that comes with virtual work. But uh, we're going to kick off the year starting off with some tips on virtual uh, marketing team management. So that is uh, our deep dive for the day. But first, weekly roundup. All right. So I'm excited. I'm excited, excited for this one because I'm exci- I'm excited for this, this one. just reinforces my like love passion continual bandwagon 
like soapbox about podcasting. Love affair. I know. Love affair with podcasting. Oh, I was going to say with Facebook. Well, well with Facebook, too. Oh, well, okay. my two favorite things, Facebook and podcasting. They just, and they just made a baby. <laughs> there you go. So it has been reported. Actually, it was reported last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a couple weeks old here. Uh, this is reported on Mashable uh, that Facebook is entering the podcasting space. And specifically, they are going to introduce live audio uh, along with live video. So, you know, Facebook now has live video. A lot of people are doing live video streams on Facebook. It's becoming popular now. But live audio is going to be a feature as well, similar to live video. So they are currently rolling it out just to a few partners. One of the partners is BBC World Service um, and HarperCollins and a couple other thought leaders and organizations first, just to kind of beta test it. But... Uh, sometime early this year, so maybe even as early as you know the next couple months, uh, Facebook will roll out live audio to anybody. So oh, um, it's going to be the theory is it will be competing with services like Spotify, iTunes, other services that host and distribute podcasts. So um, I'm pretty sure we're going to be publishing Spin Radio as live audio on Facebook. I can pretty much guarantee it. Oh, yeah, I would guarantee so, that too. But I, this will be interesting because I use all, like I use the other services like Spotify and stuff. So I wonder yeah. how it'll help me transfer over. If well, it it's does. one more way to bring your podcast where people are, where they're hanging out already, which is Facebook. That's I mean, fair. everybody hangs out on Facebook. That's so fair. I hang out on Spotify, too. Though. Well, that, too, yeah. But obviously, Facebook is the largest social community in the world. I so. think that if people aren't paying attention to what Facebook is doing, they best start. And the takeaway, again, for this is... Um, if you are not podcasting yet, please like get on it. <laughs> like, every, be your year. This is just one more little mm-hmm. like indication that podcasting is going to become more and more relevant to your business. So yep. stop waiting. Get on it. Yep. Podcast once a week. No excuses. Get to it. Facebook knows what's going on. So get it. get it. Go get it. That's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. There you go. Well, mine comes from your other my favorite social network twitter which is favorite not my favorite social network yeah could you hear like the disdain in his voice <laughs> goodness i'm trying to be positive yay I twitter will say one of my favorite social networks and that's because i follow people like like sports sports figures <laughs> and all the sports balls yeah and the cia the cia twitter <laughs> the CIA. no it's, it's actually pretty funny i've it's seen it hilarious yeah. so follow that but anyway um this actually just showed up a couple days ago. So Twitter is now launching in-stream verification badges. So what a verification badge is, obviously, it's that little blue check mark. If you don't already know, and if you don't already know, then that's okay. I now do. you know. Now you know. And knowing's half the battle. Um, Gee, I'm I sure pretty much 99.9% of <laughs> Thanks, people David. that are he was listening with me. to this. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Do you know what this is? But it's basically the little blue check mark next to someone's name that says, yes, this is actually Aaron Rodgers, or yes, this is actually, like, Khloe Kardashian, whatever. Well, is that your favorite Kardashian? Uh, I don't know. I, she I think was, that's I, Ashley's favorite Kardashian. She was the first Allison's. name I came up with. I don't really know. Also the name of Ashley's cat. Was Chloe the one that Fun was fact. married to a basketball player? I don't know. You've I have now exhausted all knowledge I have of the Kardashians. Yep, that's about mine. Too. <laughs> okay. So anyway, but um, what is happening? So beginning, this was, what day is it today? Today's the 6th. So beginning on Wednesday... Um, the social network. This is written, by, obviously, by um, Benjamin Mullen from... Pointer? <laughs> yep, pointer.org. And um, he said, beginning on Wednesday, the social network is identified ver- is identifying verified users in additional places across its platform. So this means tweets from verified accounts will be marked as such in Twitter's main timeline rather than just exclusively on their individual pages. So this is really cool. Um, obviously, journalists will be one of the first to benefit from this. 
Um, they're the ones that are yeah. big contributors. And then it's just going to be it's going to be easier for people like you and me to determine what information is actually from trusted accounts and what's yeah, not. Yeah, harder to spoof accounts and stuff. Yeah, so, so it's just kind of something to think about. Um, and knowing that if you go to Twitter for very important information. Like news, politics, stuff that's... Right, yeah. stuff that you like to argue with your family and friends about, <laughs> then just make sure it's verified. So, and there's that. But, I mean, it's, you know... There you go. It's not life-changing, but Twitter obviously is... I tweeted yesterday. They're a slow roll. True oh, story. You did? I tweeted yesterday. I, did. I didn't even get an I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to be a little more active on Twitter. Did you really? Yeah. I need to go find it. Oh, wait. I'm I doing my part. Wow. So... Hmm. So uh, there is your weekly roundup for your first episode of January. Some good stuff. Good stuff. I'm more excited about Facebook, personally, but, you know, because it's podcasting and Facebook. And wow. you're now in Snapchat, I think, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> nope. Abby, Abby's in her phone now, so <laughs> we're done. Lost. We're done. All right. Left. So she we left. will move on to our deep dive for today. Yes. And the deep dive for today is on managing remote marketing teams. I really like this topic because I think that I it is yeah. um, something that people, like you said in the beginning, are starting to think about, um, really nervous about because there's a... I know. Let's, people are still nervous about this whole well, virtual work thing, aren't let's they? let's be real. There's a control factor behind the nerves. There is. And yeah. so, um, but this is definitely, you're seeing not just marketing agencies or firms and not just um, people in our line of business, but lots of different, even um, even highly regulated industries are starting to think like there's ways in which some mm-hmm. of their departments can do this. And so. It is becoming more um, accepted, absolutely. so to speak. Yeah. So. Yes. But yeah, there's a lot of fear out there. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, to us, it's so obvious. I mean, we've been doing this for like a decade now. I mean, we're yeah, we're results-only work environment. Mm-hmm. And that comes with, doesn't mean virtual necessarily, but it comes with a lot of the, uh, the ability to, to mm-hmm. work virtually. And so yes. it's just been so obvious to us for, like I said, like a decade. So right. um, we feel like we're pretty um, experienced and advanced when it comes to knowing how to manage teams virtually. And so we're going to share a few tools, best practices, tips um, for our listeners. So if you're, let's say, a marketing director or someone in the C-suite or someone in business leadership and you are thinking of, okay, here are some problems you can solve with virtual work. You, maybe your talent pool is too small. Maybe you're in an area where you're having trouble finding local talent to join your business or your marketing team. Well, being able to accept work virtually and, and people that work virtually means you can open up the entire country, the world, um, as your talent pool, right? Right. You can hire I mean, from anywhere. Really anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that opens up a lot of talent that could be very mm-hmm. beneficial to your company. Um, also, it's a benefit, right? I mean, yes. Abby, you you and the rest of the team and all of us know what a great benefit it is to be able to work virtually. If it's snowing outside and the weather's bad or you've got a sick kid at home mm-hmm. or just whatever week. happens. Mm-hmm. Just this um, week, I have a sick kid at home yeah. and you could, everyone was like, okay, yeah. Okay. And there's no reason to come in the office if you don't have to and mm-hmm. you can do all your work at home. So mm-hmm. that flexibility and that freedom is a really, really valuable perk to a lot of team members and that can really help you recruit better talent for your company. So mm-hmm. all of this stuff is really focused on strengthening your team, which is good for your company. So a lot of benefits. Right. Well, and company culture, the quick side note, company culture is something that is now starting to, in some cases, outweigh um, the... The compensation sometimes. The compensation. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say the paycheck. It, it is yeah. because if people can feel more at home and comfortable and relaxed in their work environment, they may take that over a stressful mm-hmm. yet very, you know. Yeah, I've seen that happen. Yeah, Absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. 
So how do you make it happen? So like I said, let's say you're a marketing director or someone in leadership and you want to either you're currently managing a team of remote people or maybe some are virtual and some are not, Mm -hmm. uh, some are outside the office, or you're thinking of moving this direction. So we kind of broke this down into tools and best practices, Mm -hmm. kind of the two different things to to focus on. So Mm -hmm. let's start with tools. Tools. So what's our favorite uh, tool that we've adopted here pretty recently? Slack. Slack. It was a slow rollout, right? It was a 20 second. <laughs> Nathan's laughing. Out. So here's how the slow roll I went. I said, hey, let's use Slack. Eight hours later, okay, everyone's invited to Slack. We're using Slack now. <laughs> no, it wasn't even eight hours. Because Three hours here, later? Yes, because here's what happened. I think I was home the day that this slow roll out happened. And I was sitting <laughs> You there, had no idea what was going on. I was pinging people on Skype and no one was responding. And Skype was like so three hours ago. Skype was dead. No one was alive. And I thought, did everybody just take a day vacation? Like, Did the office just burn down? everybody? Yeah, like nobody. And then next thing I know, I think Allison was the one that was like, hey, if you're trying to get a hold of people, <laughs> we're over here. We're on and Slack. I'm like, Just FYI. Like, Would you say, heck? Nathan, were you one of the ones that didn't know? Like, Did you... you not know either? No, I knew. Oh, oh you knew. Okay. Yeah, I was in the office. Yeah, I was, oh, right. You were in the office. I for sure was not in the office <laughs> for the slow rock because I definitely was trying to get a hold of people on Skype. So, so that was fun. Slack. But yeah. Slack is definitely one of those tools that is... Very, um, I, I mean, I just think it's a very quick, easy. Yes, people say, well, Skype does the same thing. No, it doesn't. I know. <laughs> it's way better than Skype. It's way better honestly. than Skype because you can have different conversations going on with different people that are involved in different projects or different situations. And for us, we have like a Slack channel for mm-hmm. everybody that's here in Indy, and then we have like our open channel for all of our other remote people. Yeah, the beauty is the channels. Yes. Like the little chat rooms you can set up basically mm-hmm. for different things in different contexts. And some can be public and some can be private. And it's just really just the way they nice. organize it is just very, very clean. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Slack has really been good for us. And you can use GIFs. Yes. Right. GIF is the first app we installed. <laughs> so mm-hmm. not only is Slack useful, but it's also fun. It's fun. So, um, so if you're not using Slack yet in your company, um, or some that's of, one to look into. Or some type of instant you know, yeah, sometimes instant messaging, but Slack right? is really, I mean, it's it free it and is. it's... Everybody's using it now. It's the, I think it's becoming a standard. <laughs> I mean, it's quickly being adopted as a standard, kind of like email in a lot of organizations. So look at Slack. There you go. Uh, it's the one we like best for quick yes. virtual communication. Yep. Um, you can also make calls through Slack, just like Skype, mm-hmm. uh, even group calling. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, pretty useful there. So mm-hmm. uh, along with Slack, uh, Zoom, yes. Zoom or GoToMeeting or WebEx or, or whatever, GoToMeeting. we like Zoom. We have tested and tried many, mm-hmm. and we have come to the conclusion that Zoom has been the one that has failed us the least amount of times. Yeah. In fact, yeah. it hasn't failed us yet. I don't yet. think it's failed us ever, really. No, it hasn't failed us yet. And so, again, you definitely want some type of video conferencing. Yeah, available. and screen sharing. And screen sharing. Um, mm-hmm. Zoom.us is the site. So anything mm-hmm. like that. Like I said, we like Zoom best, but it's good for... Um, group meetings with video and screen sharing specifically. And then a cloud project management system is kind of a yes. must. So we use a combination of things. We use Basecamp, Basecamp. and mm-hmm. Pivotal. Pivotal. Mm-hmm. Some people use Teamwork, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people use Microsoft Projects. So any cloud-based CMS, I'm sorry, CR, um, project, project management, management system, system. Mm-hmm. Um, is going to be, sorry, my password kicked in, so I'm trying to like type it as I... Oh, no. <laughs> these, these security policies we have. So... Um, Basically, the theme here is in the cloud. Like, you need to have your stuff in the cloud, including your file sharing as yes, well. like Dropbox. Yeah, so we use Dropbox, Google Drive. Some Google people Drive. use box.net mm-hmm. or box.com, I think. Um, There's so tons, <clears throat> tons out there. You just have to do some research and find the one that's right for you. Don't feel like you have to settle for all the yeah. stuff that's just, like, you know, well-known, although you, you get what you pay for. Um, <laughs> True. So just know and understand that, you know, different things can work for different teams depending on what it is you need it to do. So. And the key is to really set up your company f- with virtual in mind. 
Correct. Even if no one's really doing it yet. Yeah. Um, I, I always like to joke that I say this all the time that if a meteor hits our office and it burns down today, we're fine because Everyone everything's in the cloud. Stay. Unless we're all here. Unless we're all here. Then we're all dead. Then we're And that trouble. would be sad panda. But let's say we're not here. Right. <laughs> and the office burns down. Like – Nothing gets interrupted because we don't store any mm-hmm. physical mm-hmm. data in our office. Nothing's on hard copy. Everything's cloud-based. So uh, that also includes things like untethered phone systems, and everyone has laptops. And so when you're purchasing yeah. hardware, always buy laptops. Don't buy desktops. Always get laptops so that people have the option of working anywhere. And right. when it comes to phone system, you know, a lot of companies still have the big, ugly phone, like, sitting on the desk, and you pick up the phone, and it's on your desk, and it's just, like, tethered to a desk. I still want a hamburger phone. Though. A hamburger phone? Mm-hmm. That can be arranged. Okay. I think we can make that happen. Like <laughs> we can I'm make that kidding. happen. But you're right. It's You can have people. Because people, I'm sorry, but are people ever on the road for meetings and things? And can they, you know, they're able yeah, to Yeah, all we have are cell phones. Yeah. All, we don't have desk phones. All we have are cell phones. That's the, all we need. The average person now doesn't even have, like, a home phone. Why, yeah, why exactly. Would, why would you have a desk phone? And so you call our main number, and we have a receptionist answering, and it's a cloud-based system that kind of routes everything anywhere. And so there is literally no reason to have to be in the office unless you want to be. And we frequently do want to be in the office for Mm -hmm. collaboration and certain things, and so we choose to. Mm -hmm. But having the flexibility not to have to is really nice. So Slack, Zoom, cloud uh, project management systems, uh, marketing automation and CRM. We use HubSpot. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and that is just so that you can have communication Let's say your salesperson is in one city, but your marketing, you know, your VP of marketing is maybe in a different city or a different state mm-hmm. even. How are you going to know who's doing what and who's communicated with what mm-hmm. if you don't have something right there where everyone can share and be happy and share yeah. notes and alert one another, send an email to one another real quick? Mm-hmm. Um, it's all there. And then you can follow the trail of a lead or a, a client or anything that's yeah. been happening between the two parties that should be involved, which is sales and marketing. Um if you don't have something like that. So you need to make sure that you're investing. And there are free systems out there. So don't feel like you have to spend a lot of money for it. There are free systems out there. So there should be no excuse. Yeah. The theme here is paperless. I mean, if you go paperless, then you're on the right track. So Yes. So getting the right tools in place is important. Mm-hmm. And then using the tools, kind of the other side of the equation is best practices for managing or, or working in remote teams in general. Yeah. So one thing I like to focus on, and I think I've mentioned this to you, Abby, as well, mm-hmm. and talk to team members, is know when to use the right medium. Yes. So texting and typing versus talking, right? Right. Well, because sometimes you want to have a maybe a more in-depth conversation, and typing, number one, is going to take too long. Mm-hmm. Number two, you may not get the message across the way you do because there's stuff like intonation and mm-hmm. body language and stuff that does need to come across in order for everyone to understand what's going on in the situation. Yeah. So my general rule of thumb <laughs> is is if you are communicating information that's just kind of objective, factual, transactional, dry information stuff, just type it. You use the the chat feature in Slack or whatever and just type it, and you're perfectly fine. There's no reason to make a phone call to say, hey, can you update this DNS record for me? Mm-hmm. Or can you, you know, do this thing for me? Or, or what's the... What's the due date on this particular task? Like all that stuff can just be typed in a quick Slack message back and forth, and mm-hmm. it saves time. Mm-hmm. And it's very efficient. However, if you are talking about something more creative or strategic um, or you're problem solving, I've seen – we do this sometimes too. We're guilty of it as well. I've seen our team members go back and forth and type things back and forth, you know, 10 times when if they had just initiated a Slack call or picked up the phone, they could have gotten the whole thing resolved in like two minutes. Yeah, so, I've done that. Yeah, all of us have done that. I we do just get lazy me. and we just type when it's really just make a call. And so if it's uh, something remotely like strategic or creative or emotional or something where you have to kind of work through a problem with somebody, like doing it over typing is just very inefficient. So mm-hmm. know when to initiate verbal communication. 
And then there's like kind of a, a, a spectrum to me of like going up the scale of if it's like an emotional or a, a more personal conversation, like, hey, you're doing a, a review with somebody or you're giving feedback or you're giving, you know, either positive or negative feedback or something like that. Do a video conference because yeah. being able to see someone's face and, you know, feel like you're having that personal connection really adds value to the communication. So kind of use that scale of, you know, dry and objective informational to texting and typing, um, problem solving and creative to verbal, and then anything emotional or remotely um, interpersonal is really a good candidate for a video conference. Right. So we've always done, uh, you know, team member reviews via video conference if they're remote, just if for that reason. Remote. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just any kind of meeting where you think the personal touch would really help. So Yeah. And then... I'm also a big fan of matching the context for everybody. And what, what I mean by that is um, what ha- we do is we have meetings ex- outside the office all the time. This happens um, frequently. We'll meet with a client or a prospect or somebody, and we will be virtual at our end. Like we'll have you know three or four of us on a video conference, and we're all in our offices because we're on the Zoom meeting. And then the other person outside the office that's external to our company will have three or four people clustered around a speakerphone. Right. <laughs> They'll just like cluster around the speakerphone. Right. And it's kind of weird because we're all on kind of one audio quality context. And the other end of the part of the end is like, they're all clustered around the speakerphone shouting into it. And it sounds kind of awkward. And so you've kind of mixed, you know, putting a bunch of people in a room with other people that are remotely connected and the mismatch is very obvious. And so my goal is always to match the context. So if we have, um, let's say, three people in our office meeting with two people virtually, mm-hmm. it makes sense a lot of times for our three people in the office to go to their own offices and their own computers and join from their own computers because everyone is on the same kind of audio quality playing field. Does right. that make sense? Yes. Yep. Yep. It does. It, and it takes away from like feedback or extra sound or extra noise. And it's not a distracting it's just smoother. kind of meeting. Yeah. yeah. It's very smooth. It just feels better. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't think about how those little details about how meetings feel and how they can improve the communication. So, um, but these are to, the details you have to think about if yeah. you're going to, you know, go remote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the exception would be, I mean, we have a uh, Chromebox in our office yep. and that, uh, that's a pretty high quality system. So we do have meetings at our conference table and we can allow people to Chromebox in virtually and it kind of feels like they're almost there. And so if you have high quality equipment to do it, that makes sense. But again, don't, don't just cluster around speaker phones in one office and then bring two people in remotely and expect everyone to kind of feel like they're talking on the same wavelength. It's just not going to be as, as smooth. Right. So keep the context the same if possible, mm-hmm. uh, is one thing I, I like to focus on. So those are kind of my, um, my tips from a, I guess, a logistic standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts, Abby? I know we talked about just generally managing in a row-based philosophy or results-only work environment philosophy. So mm-hmm. when it comes to results, um, what do you see us doing well in how we manage when it comes to focusing on results? Well, I mean, that's really where our focus lies. We don't worry about where people are, or what they're doing. Well, mm-hmm. or what they're doing. We do worry about <laughs> what, what they're, they're doing. Yeah. We, we worry about what they're doing because obviously that shows in their results. But we don't worry about where people are to get those results. And I think the benefit to that is it starts to become, you know, very. Uh, what's a good word? Like it, it starts to become a good uh, a habit to know mm-hmm. and understand when and how and what to use to communicate with the rest of your team. So on the sales side, I know for myself, you know, people probably would stress out just thinking like, well, what do I do? How do I talk to other? the other sales team members or how do I communicate with marketing? Well, you know, I am able to do that just as easy from my home office or my home, you know, the area in my home than I am mm. when I'm here in the office. And sometimes 
I'm just going to put this little caveat on there. Sometimes it's actually easier for me to get a hold of someone in marketing or our other sales team member when I am at home versus when I'm in the office. Because sometimes when I'm in the office, they've got their doors closed, right? And so <laughs> That's a good point. They maybe don't want to be disturbed that way. You can slip in way, in the radar there. <laughs> but I slip in in the radar on the Slack channel or on an email or whatever. And all of a sudden, they're communicating with me. And I have found that sometimes, again, it's, uh, it's much easier to communicate when you're remote because closed door does not necessarily mean don't open. It just means maybe I'm in the zone and I don't want to be disturbed. But a Slack... Yeah, but you can still slack people in the office. I you know, know that? I know. It's doors closed. Slack know, goes through the door. But, if, but I slack them because I want to chat with them. And I know, yeah. I'm blowing Nathan's mind right now. You can slack three people's doors. You know that? It's not possible. I know, right? It's really <laughs> not. It's not. It's not. But sometimes I do get a hold of them a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah. And um, and the thing is, too, is to to understand that there's a, there is a, a trust factor that has to come with this as well. You not only is a row environment, a an environment where someone can work remotely. Again, that's not the entire point, but there is a lot of um, cultural and thought processes behind it that actually make it work, and one of those is trust. Yeah. And so if you don't trust your employees to be able to get their stuff done, then they're probably not going to function or thrive in a remote environment. Um, but again... Yeah, well said. You, but on the... But on the CEO president side of things, you got to let go of a little bit of control and let people figure out how but to that's manage scary, themselves. That's scary, Abby. I know. Give it a little test, let people figure out how to manage themselves and then and then go from there. Because it does take some adjustment if you haven't done it yet and your people are used to coming in and clocking in and clocking out. Yeah. They're going to they're there's going to be a huge adjustment to all of a sudden saying, "Okay, that's fine. You don't have to ask me permission to work from home today." Um, but then trust that they're going to get it done. Yeah, that's well said. Mm-hmm. I agree. Here, here. Here, here. All right. So, so if you have any questions about this and you want to go a little deeper, uh, feel free to give us a shout. Again, we've been doing this for like a decade. We've been a results-only work environment for a decade. We've mm-hmm. been working virtually for that long. I mean, we have an office, and we're sitting here in the office right now, and people do come in the office. But, again, the flexibility and freedom is there to work whenever and wherever you want. And so if you want any tips on how to implement this for your marketing team or just business as a whole, feel free to reach out. We'd mm-hmm. love to talk about it. We can, we can talk about this all day. As Something you that you mentioned in closing that the office is also one of those tools. Yeah, the it office is, is a tool. It is not a mandatory thing. Yeah, having an office is a good thing. Office you know, is not a tool. A, it's not a yeah. necessity. Yeah. Amy just slacked a comment here. Oh, yeah. Um, if we weren't row, we wouldn't have Amy. That's true. <laughs> Amy, uh, who is tweeting for us today as a project manager at SpinWeb, and she is out of state. She does not live in Indiana. She lives on the East Coast. And uh, East if Coast. we were not able to accept remote team members, Amy would not be with us. And that would be very sad because Amy is the bomb. So That makes me sad, Panda, to think about it. Would you say she's the bomb.com? Bomb.com. I would say so, too. All that in a bag of chips. <laughs> All right. Great discussion. As always, we'll wrap up with some community announcements. I have one thing I'm excited about. I know. Well, we're both excited. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Well, I mean, I'm sure you are, too. But uh, we are starting to be syndicated on radio stations, (laughs) which is kind of cool. So we are now being featured on 95.7 WELT in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Thank you, Fort Wayne. Um, yeah, Fort, this Fort is Fort Fun. Fort Fun. I've been to Fort Wayne a couple times. Have I've you? been to Fort Wayne yeah. because they have a um, minor league baseball team. Yeah, we have some clients in Fort Wayne as well. So, so uh, oh. so I if you are, sports. well, yeah, for sports. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in the Fort Wayne area and you are within listening distance of 95.7 WELT, it's a uh, community radio station. Uh, I think they have a lot of business stuff and community stuff. Uh, we are Mondays at one. So Mondays at one o'clock, Spin Radio will be broadcast. 
um, at that time. There's your little lunchtime jingle. There you go, lunchtime jingle. So uh, check it out. So we're happy about that. We have some more uh, syndications happening here in the future, but that's the first one we've got so far. So Ta-da. thanks, WELT. Appreciate that. Thank you. Right on. All right. That's so it. with that, we'll wrap up with some weekly inspiration. So uh, I'll start with mine. I have a quote from Henry Ford today. Henry Ford. Um, Henry Ford leaves us with the inspirational quote, anyone who stops learning is old. Dang. (laughs) I know. It's kind of harsh, but I like it because, hey, you got to keep learning. If you stop learning and stop being curious, then, I mean, you're you're done. Life gets boring. You're done. So this is true in business and life, but especially in business because you got to keep moving forward. You got to keep evolving your business. Don't stop learning. Awesome. Mine is unknown, but mine is kind of a new year go forward kind with, you know, just go forward this year, right? It's 2017. Um, it's just don't look back because you're not going that way. So <laughs> I go, like it. Go forward. Our, our inspirational quotes today are like short and to the point and very short direct. <laughs> don't look back. You're not going that yeah. way. There you go. So so there's that. 2017, go get it. I feel good about this year. It's a great uh, great first show. I'm excited about uh, where we're taking the podcast this year. And uh, thanks for being my co-host, Abby. Hey, thanks for being my co-host, Michael. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Nathan, for running the board. Nathan about threw up in yeah. his mouth there. Spin Radio is brought to you by SpinWeb. We're a digital agency located on the streets in Indianapolis, Indiana. On the streets? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) On the web at spinweb.net. You can always send your questions and comments to radio at spinweb.net. Thanks again to Amy for managing our Twitter today and our sound producer, Nathan Stearns. Um, I'm Abby Stearns. I'm Michael Reynolds. And we are your hosts this week and every week. Thank you for joining us on this chilly Friday morning in January. And as you go about this weekend and watch all the football playoffs, don't forget to give someone a high five.